the building of this sandbox and its contents are the independent thoughts of each host. It's not our intention, but we have been known to make people see red. Don't come to the sandbox and expect not to get dirty. In fact, we hope some sticks with you. So dig in. Let's play. We are the Scarlet Sandbox. Morning. Good morning. I'm really excited. I just want you to know I did not sleep last night because I'm so excited to talk about self-love. I can't even stand it. I'm super excited because I think this is something that we both are just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. We wish everybody had. Oh my gosh. Took us a long time to find. So long. And I mean, you kind of go through phases, right? Yep. Up and down. There are times that you don't love yourself, but we at least, you know, when you have the tools to dig back out and remember who you are and whose you are and where you came from, you recover a lot more quickly. Yeah. Pretty much all you have to do is remind me where I came from and I come out pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Word. (laughs) So, you know, catch you guys up a little bit. If you have watched the first two episodes, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You don't just come on here and be like, okay, let's solve all your problems. Although you you tried (laughs) really hard. I actually really like to try, but we, you know, we've spent a lot like the the first couple of episodes trying to like get to know each other, give you a little bit of history on us, uh, so that people that don't know us or haven't followed us for the last year don't just feel like we are the know all be all, even Mm -hmm. though we think we are. Hey, listen, I know what I know. (laughs) Truth hurts, doesn't it? What is it, Lizzo? Yes, I was fixing to sing for you, but I wish you would have. I wish you would have. Too late. But now that you've kind of got a couple um, podcasts under your belt, we're ready to dive in. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm kind of proud of us for sticking to niceties for two whole podcasts. For real. I mean, we're not very good at that. Because, guys, it's about to get real. Yeah, like I feel like good, though. This is where I wish we had what's his name? He's gonna kill me for saying what's his name, but don't feel don't feel bad if I ever call you what's what's his name. She calls me what's my name. Right, yeah, my own kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, they're like, Tegan. I'm like, I know what your name is. I gave it to you. Makes it worse for me because I'm like, Tanner. Like, I'm also in the T's, so it's a problem. But I feel like we should be playing that song. It's going down, you know. Oh, yeah. But way down. We don't have an iPad. You know, we need to get one. Yes, you are supposed to be in charge of it. I have a pro, but listen. Okay, so self love. Get your sticky notes, journal, pad, pen, paper ready. We Get theirs because we barely have any. Because <laughs> I can talk on this all day long. <laughs> um, well, no, that's what I'm telling them. Like, Get their stuff ready because oh, we got nuggets. We got lots of nuggets. And I want to start by um, telling you my biggest thing was self-love that you need to write down. You need to make a note. Who's wiping your butt in the nursing home. Wow. That's how we're going to start this show No off. wonder you didn't want to tell me what we were talking about. <laughs> we'll just go with it. <laughs> Let's just get it right out there right now because that's how bold your self-love should be. You don't give that stuff away. Do tell. Well, you know, at the end of the day, who matters? Who's going to be left with you at the end of your time in the nursing home? And mad props to those nurses taking care of our elderly, like... Mad. Mad props especially during covid because i think i tell my husband on the regular i will hire someone i don't think it's going to be me i am not the nursey type (laughs) no it'll be me i love him you're like eyes (laughs) but for real seriously so you know when you think about who's going to be with you in the end 
Who's going to be with you in the hard times? Who's going to be with you? You're giving your thoughts, feelings, time, letting people take up space in your brain that don't matter. Right? Too much. Way too much. I've done it. You've done it. We still do it from time to time. But what shocked me, so I had asked, in fact, if you're watching and you're on live right now, I want you to tell us if you're comfortable putting in the comments or you want to message us privately, tell us your biggest fears with self-love because I really want to spend this week helping you more in, you know, I, I love it if you can put it in the comments because you don't know the impact that you can have on your friend or someone else watching or a complete stranger. So if you put it in the comments, then other people can, we can talk amongst ourselves, right? But um, speaking of, I totally forgot to share this. Some people have, you know, that like kind of fear with the comments, but listen, like that's the way community is built, which is our goal for Scarlet. You know, we want to be able to have you put it in the comments. We're not going to, you know, let anybody, you know, go crazy, be mean or whatever. Absolutely not. At all. If so you, you learn one that. thing about us, we got you. We got you. We got your back. So, yeah. You do not have to fear. Especially with self-love, it's hard. You but know? I do know that everybody's in a different part of their journey and... You know, if you're not confident in that area yet, that's what we're hoping to help you build, right? Mm-hmm. Is some self-love and self-confidence. But if you feel comfortable, put in your comments what what you're struggling with with self-love and what you feel confident that you're doing right. I think it's always important yeah, it's to um, talk about the wins too, right? But um, when I posted this on my story and, and started to get feedback, hmm. it really blew my mind how much, how many more responses I got on looks versus integrity. Oh, for sure. Most of it was that weight gain, weight gain, weight gain. So, you know, if, if I told you that your looks, whatever they are, whatever you look like, whatever your weight, your nose, your lunch lady arms, like I got, whatever, you know, if I told you that that would get you a million dollars, if I told you that would give you the man of your dreams, if I told you that you'd have the career that you ever hoped and dreamed for, then then what? Like, would you still feel that way about your looks? What? Who has told you along the way that your looks define you like that? And it's really alarming. I mean, and we know what it is. It's society. We know that, you know, the the magazines and the, and especially, good Lord, social media. Right. They're not promoting health. Right. They're promoting vanity. That's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. But if you took that off, and like Tanner and I, it was funny, we literally had this conversation last week, not even pertaining to this. But if everybody looked the same, then what? Right. And you've seen those little things on uh, Facebook that talk about, you know, if we if we were all blind yes yeah. or we were all just down to our bones and our soul right right so you know for me I'm not saying there's always that 10 pounds I'd like to come off or there's always going to be something. maybe those hollow spots under my eyes <laughs> and or, when you fixed those and when you lost 10 pounds there's something else yes like, there's always going to be something. always so where does that end right so what really is the root of self-love of course, I love your answer on this one. You do? Yes. When what we, we talked about at the kitchen table? Yeah, when you said it was all about choices. You know, I like that. Expand. So 
I told when Tanner and I were mulling this over, I told her, I said, look, let's go back to the be- beginning. When you're born, so right out of the womb, you have no idea what you look like. You have no idea what your integrity is. And you don't have a problem with that. Babies, they love themselves. They love them- themselves so much, they're going to tell you when they're going to wake up, when they're going to sleep, when they want to be fed, how much they want to be held. Right? They have some serious self-love. We need to take note. Because it's like basic, primitive, natural instinct. So where does that stop? It stops and, you know, let's go back. Let's go to like two-year-olds, three-year-olds. They don't really know what they look like. They're not ready to like look at somebody else and be like, is she cuter than me? You know? But I will tell you, they know how to defy their parents. Mm -hmm. They know how to throw a temper tantrum. They know how to make a choice. They know no. And when they don't do it right, when they don't do what they're supposed to, when you told them no and they did it anyway, what do you think they start feeling? Shame. Shame and guilt. So then what does that lead to? The opposite of self-love, which I should have come up with that word. What word do we like for that? The opposite of self-love. Self-destruction, self-loathing. I don't know. I didn't come up with a good word because I don't ever, uh, right. I don't think about that because I always try to focus on self-love. But you know, you, ca- you catch my drift. So when you're making poor choices and then those, those toddler choices lead into middle school choices and those middle school choices lead into high school choices. And we all know, good Lord, if you've been in high school, you know how many dumb choices. <laughs> These people that want to go back to high school, nope, I'm like, not who one are day, they? not mm-hmm. one day. I don't even want to go back to my 20s. Not one day. I'm really rocking 40. Yeah, I'm good where I'm at. And you hear that. You know, it's so funny because, like, you hear this cliche thing about, like, oh, when I was your age or, you know, 40's so great. And I'm thinking, no, that seems like the downhill slide. <laughs> now I'm like, Yes, I am loving this life. Um, But for real, so when we talk about choices, so now, okay, you were a toddler that your mom told you not to eat the cookie and you did it anyway. And then in middle school, maybe you um, stole somebody's pencil. But then we get into some big stuff like four marriages. Then we get into some big stuff like affairs. Then -hmm. we get into big stuff like co-parenting and maybe being vengeful and keeping your kids away from their dad. Or maybe we get into... um, Stole a car. I mean, I've never stole a car, but it happens. Or drugs. Drugs are a big one. You know, so every time you make a poor choice, you feel bad about yourself. And that's what blew my mind about looks. I wish that was our only problem because I don't really think it's looks that is the problem. I can tell you how to lose 10 pounds. Yeah, that part's easy. Like, yeah, the mental part is the... It's the mental part. And it's feeling good about who we are as people. And you know what really um, that boils down to is knowing whose we are. I mean, if we really get down to the meat and potatoes of this conversation, it goes back to knowing who you are through Christ. Right. And that nobody can take that away from you. But how do you get there? Because that sounds easy. And, you know, you just believe in God and it's all, all the pieces are going to fall into place. And it doesn't work like that. No, it definitely doesn't. Which we talk about intimate relationship. If you've followed our Bible study on Ravenous Reach, you know, we talk a lot about intimate relationship. I, in fact, I had this conversation with uh, one of our Ravenous Reachers that comes to me to get her hair done now. Um, And we were just talking about, you know, that intimate relationship with him. We often view God as our father. Well, I don't know about you, but I've defied my father a lot. Yeah, what if you're me and you don't have a... Mm-mm. 
Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, you know, what if you made him more like the equivalent of your spouse? I feel like we all put our spouse, you know, we should put God first and then our spouse, right? And our kids. So some people kind of even get that backwards, putting kids before spouse. But the truth is you should put your spouse before your kids. And if you put God to that same, because, you know, truly you leave your parents to be with your spouse. So if you kind of put God on that same level as your spouse and dated him, I mean, you're not crawling into a bed with a man that you text once. Yeah. You know? I haven't even thought about that. I mean, I really haven't. And I really don't, I haven't ever thought of God as my father either. Like, because I just, it's broken. All that's just not great. But like, I guess it's just more like a best friend. friend. Like a best. But isn't that what Anthony is to you? Yeah, but like, even then I get kind of, you know, you know my background. Like, I don't mind telling the whole world that I've been, like, you know, sexually assaulted, all the things. So, like, it's – I can't picture that either. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because then it gets weird. So, like – Well, that's what happened to – so, my, you know, my client yesterday, that's exactly what happened. She doesn't have a good relationship with her mom. Her dad's passed away. Right. So, she just has this broken view yeah. of God. And I said, okay, well, who's important to you? And it was her husband. So, I don't really – you know. No, no, yeah. But I'm just saying – whether it's a best friend or whether it's your husband or your husband's your best friend, because let's be honest, we also know what it looks like to not have a husband. We've right. been single moms. We've been the single. So, you know, sometimes that doesn't fit either. But my point is we all want one. Right. Typically, typically we all want a spouse, a partner. But so whatever that is, a partner. Let's go with that word because that could be your best friend or a spouse or significant other. But how much time are you going to put into them? You're going to date them. You're going to court them. You're going to, you know, spend some time texting and visiting and dating and, you know, planning all the things. But we don't do that with God. And that's where our self-love starts. And it, and that goes back to the same shame and guilt. Because when you're not investing, you know that. You know that about yourself. But then, you know, you were vengeful towards this person or you cut short and didn't do your best at work. Or, you know, you're not, you called your daughter, you know. A name, which I've done on a time or two. I hate to admit that. Just a time or two? Actually, yes, just a time or two. Look at you. Less than five. (laughs) Here's the thing that I think about self-love. We let other people define how we should love ourselves. That's a problem. Like when I just, I did want to read this because it's insane. Like when I looked up on Google self-love, because I'm just nerdy like that. I just like to see what people are saying. It says, has been conceptualized both as a basic human need and necessity And as a moral flaw. That's a problem. Like you say, it's basic human necessity, yet it's a problem. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, So we're letting other people outside the sandbox tell us how we need to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we can't do that, well, now we're a failure. Mm -hmm. Like That goes back to who's going to wipe your butt in the nursing home. Right. Are those people going to be there with you? But it's so funny because, like, you know, you talk to somebody and even, like, making decisions, it's based on other people. It's like we've forgotten Mm -hmm. where we are Mm -hmm. and we're second all the time. Well, and we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right. So step number one, if you are following someone on social media, Facebook, and look, they don't have to be a bad person. Not at all. Maybe it's just that every time you turn to their page, you feel guilt, shame, comparison, whatever. And you know what? Maybe you really like that person, so you know it's about you and it's not about them. Unfollow. 
You don't have to not be their friend, right? but unfollow. This is that get rid of distractions idea. If you cannot deal or move on or whatever, just eliminate the distraction. Nobody says you can't go back later. Exactly. It's just your first. So, you know, we're taking little baby steps to right. self-love. So we are going to get rid of those distractions. And if you get on the phone with somebody, it, you know, obviously there are people that you can't necessarily eliminate, like your coworker. Right. Your coworker makes you feel bad about yourself, but then you really need to establish, like, is it so destructive that you need to find a new job or talk to your boss, whatever. But for the most part, I feel like 90% of this comes from social media right now. Right. So you're following people that you're comparing yourself to. And today, this week, your job is to just unfollow. And if they're really bringing you down, somebody that's toxic, whatever, and you can unfriend, unfriend. Get rid of them. And this is something that took me a very long time to do. I used to let anybody and everybody in my life and on my, because I thought, you know what? You want to judge me? You want to this? You want to that? Go ahead. Be on my Facebook. And now I can't control a lot of that. I know there are people still that troll my accounts and whatnot. But if I know about it, you're done. Yeah. I will cut you off, block, delete. I do not care. And that took me a very long time. And I'm telling you, at the place I'm at now, over the last two years since I've been doing it, whoa. Yeah, it's huge. Huge. Because I did that too. You know, well, Jesus loved everybody and he accepted everybody. And even if they were ugly and whatever, like mean, ugly, obviously not, you know, then he just le like, listen, that was a step too. We've learned a lot about that like in the last year. We have learned so much about that. Like I was not as bad about that as you were. You're right. You Somewhere weren't. I... Because got that memo. That pleaser, that, mm -hmm. like, I just want to make nobody mad. Which at me. is also why I think early on, again, we've been friends 10 years, but when this happened with Raven, I, I will never forget. I went to Tanner's house and talked to Anthony and I said, Look, because, you know, nobody expected this to go viral. Nobody expected this to be as, and if I, I will never, ever, ever be able to put into words for someone, I've dealt with a lot of stuff. That was a lot of messages oh and a lot of stuff, okay? And I told him, I said, you know, I knew that I was like perfect for the job, but with me comes controversy because I don't have, I have such clear boundaries on stuff like that, but I can say no and I can tell somebody unacceptable. And I guess that's just from wounds or whatnot that I've had over my past, but Tanner is more of the pleaser and I'm more of the shut it down, shut it down quick. Which is why Anthony was like, you're perfect. Because <laughs> Anthony, you know, would normally be that for you, mm -hmm. but he didn't get that opportunity because he needed to be your support. Right. So he couldn't do both. And I'm so glad that he and I established that. I mean, we're talking like day three. So yep. early, early on, which was such a great. So, you know, I wish because I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I mean, obviously you're my best friend, but mm -hmm. you're not built like me. And I wish I had, because I think that's where you and I can agree. A lot of self-love and a lot of our ability to create boundaries is a need for prote of protection. Right. Um, you and I, neither one, were protected as a child in many areas. Right. Um, it created a lot of wounds. And we'll talk about that over different sessions of our so podcast. people have them. And, um, you know, that's something when I got married to Dustin, so eight years ago, we were, my husband and I went to three years of counseling two times a week because Dustin had, my husband was a door mat, mm -hmm. door mat, had zero boundaries from anyone. It was bad. So bad. But through that, 
which was red, red flag for me. And so we didn't really fight. It wasn't that, but having to learn each other Mm -hmm. and what I needed from him and what he needed from me. And that's the first time a counselor, and I've gone to counseling a lot of years. And um, that was the first time a counselor said to me, Adrian, your, your, your basic need is protection. And I went, holy cow, that's exactly what it is. So when you're thinking about these wounds and you're thinking about why you make poor choices. It comes from something. It comes from something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not saying that, you know, the toddler with the two-year-old, like that's the point to teach them right and wrong and right. to build the backbone. But that's where we talk about where it comes from. Like when we start caring about what other people think starts super early. So if you're there now at 30, 40, it's going to take well, you know, not just today. Well, to and come over so it. obviously we have two opposite ends of the spectrum. We have the toddler that, you know, just is pushing the boundary with whether or not he gets a cookie. Right. But then we've got even middle school kids looking for sex, drugs, whatnot, because what they're really looking for is a boundary. Mm-hmm. So when we don't have a parent who put places that boundary, so then we make a poor choice just looking for one. But now you've looped in guilt and shame. Lack of self-love. And it just manifests. And here's the deal. If our parent wasn't that for us, which you and I have both experienced, and look, even the best parent can fail at that. They're going to fail you. And you can't, you know, you same thing, you've seen that thing about, you know, not blaming your parent or blaming your past experiences. It's time to own it. And I really feel by about 25, those days are over. Mm. It's time for you own to it. figure it out. And if you don't have it figured out, seeking help. Good hell. From someone else. There's just no excuse for it anymore. Mental health, you know, I, I think we need to come really far. Um, we have so much further to go in mm-hmm. the, you know, as far as mental health goes in society, but we've come a long way. We have come a long way. So now you know, and now you know there's medication and resources and tools. So if you're not getting that, you really don't have any more excuses. Yeah, you don't. You, help. you need there's to get help. So like pastor, yeah. licensed counselor. I think I've been in therapy for half my life. Yes. Like seriously. And, and is it hard? Sure. So is losing weight. So is self-love. So is every other issue that we have. You've got, and it, what does that come Pick back to? Pick your heart. Yep. And what does that come back to what you just said? Mental training over that's a choice you make every day every every day day I could go crazy or well I could work a little bit harder yep but you know when we go back to self-love so okay you made these poor choices and like I said if you ever want to feel better about yourself you message me yeah man I've made so many poor choices um I I promise you that um you know we are not perfect so far from it we are not perfect just in case we like to pretend that we are. No, man, I'm like, I'm a, I can't say the word that I want to, but I'm a circus. It's fine. <laughs> when I say that, I just mean like um, our confidence. Okay, and let me say that. Are y'all ready? Another post-it note. Self-love is not conceited. It, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not. Self-love is confidence and confidence is not conceit. Self-love is necessary. It is necessary. But so many times we fault. I I mean, how many times have I been called intimidating, controlling, um, whatever? Look, spend some time with me and get to know me because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to let you do you. 
Oh my gosh. I'm just not going to let you tread on me. Right. And that's different. That's not controlling. That's in control. But being in a sandbox with people who love themselves is like the ultimate freedom. <clears throat> like it is the ultimate freedom. And when you're with people who love themselves, it's easier for you to love yourself. That is the total truth. When you are surrounded by people who constantly criticize themselves and others, that's what you're going to do. So you are what you hang around. You really are. So we're back to building that sandbox. Your four walls, who's in it, who's not, get rid of them. And again, sometimes that's just placing them on pause until you get healthier boundaries and healthier abilities to say, okay, I can take you in small doses or I can see you, you know, three times a year. Realize that it's not their fault either. There's some people that I look at and, you know, are used to. It's not their fault. They're just living their life. I have the issue with myself, right? So we're not saying that these are bad people or negative influences we're just saying pause it and, for and, your own and look it's like okay if you have an addiction to alcohol and you know that you go out with this person that every time you go out you excessively drink yeah, even though bad. you're the one that's in control of what you put in your body maybe that person is just not good for you right now then once you get that under control, if you can see them, if you can see them once a week or you can see them three times a year, and then you've got to decide that, right? So sometimes we just need to pause. Or if you know that this is just somebody that you cannot be yourself, you don't make good choices, you've got to figure out how to eliminate that person, period. And it is okay to love from a distance. It is okay to love from a distance. And we often, you know, we do that a lot, right? We we think that if we cut somebody off or we're not friends with somebody that goes back to guilt, shame, bad person, you know, I didn't love them like Jesus. Then you put them first instead of you and then make like, it's that pleasing problem. Like, it is okay. And let's, you know, I'm 42 years old and I feel like until this year is the first time that I went, I don't, just because Jesus loved people didn't mean he ate dinner with them. That was the hardest lesson for me to learn. It was that Jesus loves everybody, accepts everybody, does all the things. Like, listen, he, oh man, read that no, Bible. No, he didn't. Yeah. Read that Bible. He was the most sarcastic person ever, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> you know, the truth is... um, Extending a hand. And sometimes it's, you know, what I've talked about when the Holy Spirit calls you to just be still. Sometimes we're inserting ourselves to help somebody when it wasn't our job. You thought you could, but you weren't in a place to do it. And sometimes loving them is just praying for them and knowing when to step back. But self-love comes back to what choices are you making? What positive choices? Because every single time you make a negative one, because I'm going to tell you, when you get up and look at yourself in the mirror and, and if you don't like the way you look, that's not hitting your soul the way that you treat other people is hitting your soul. So if you start with integrity versus vanity, totally different ballgame. You know, if you don't feel good about um, the way that you look, let, let, let's use weight for a minute. So if you don't feel good about the way that you look and you get up and so then you go eat two cheeseburgers, it's not really the weight that got you. It's the choice that you made to eat the two cheeseburgers. If you would have made the choice to eat oatmeal, you would have made a tiny step at forward movement. And you'd go, look at me go. Right. And you still probably. Or you could play at least game. At least I didn't eat two cheeseburgers. Yes. Like that. 
is still forward. So I think it's important for people to understand it's not the look. Right. It's the choice. It is the mental training. It's the choice first, feeling later. Mm-hmm. It's that like, I don't but it comes feel, back. Yep. I'll make the positive decision, and then feelings will follow. Mm-hmm. You know what you... And you know, we they talk about the, uh, this a lot in workout. Like, I don't really work out, so probably should. Probably one of those areas I don't feel great about myself. But you know what? I have a lot of other areas that I love about myself. So it just doesn't, obviously it's not that important to me, but I know the only person that can fix that is me. Right. Right. Um, but let's go to forgiveness because now we've established that, um, these poor choices that create the guilt and the shame, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. You've had the affair, you've had the drug problem. You've, you know, haven't been connected to your kids. You know that you talked down to your husband. You didn't put all your effort into work. You have a wound from when you were 14. The beauty is this moment is what you make it. Mm -hmm. Stop living in it, even when other people make you live there or try to. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the distraction. So what is forgiveness? And I think um, Judy Madden at our church I don't even know if she knows this. I think I've told her, but she probably has so many people tell her whatever. But she did a sermon on forgiveness versus reconciliation. Mm. Like, I don't even know how many years ago, seven or eight, probably. I mean, Dustin and I were very first together and mind blowing. People do not understand the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. So forgiveness is letting go, right? Removing ownership, repenting, making it right with the person you sinned against, moving on. Reconciliation is whether or not you decide to continue on in that friendship, relationship, mending that, whatever it is, right? And those do not go, I mean, they can go hand in hand, but two different choices. You can forgive without reconciliation. And I think that is so, so, so important. But when you do that, again, it goes back to whatever this that has a hold on your self-love, that choice you made at whatever or choices or continued choices, you've got to start by forgiving yourself. Right. And that, you know, in the case of, let's say, rape. Okay. Because I think that's a big one for women. Yeah, we had, um, we had some of those. You know, so even though it's 1,000% your fault, I not, mean, not your fault. Not, ah, I knew. It's 1,000% not your fault. We 1,000% think about, well, if I wasn't here, yes. if I didn't wear that, if I didn't do this, if I didn't maybe smile at him or whatever it is, you've got to forgive yourself, but you're not going to reconcile that. Okay. That guy's long gone, or maybe it's a friend or, you know, an ex-friend or even a husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens in the craziest we all know. And we're using the big examples so that on the little examples, it still transfers. Right. We're using Absolutely. the big ones. But this is something I feel like, you know, sexual assault is a bigger crime than drugs and murder combined in the world. So, so many women struggle with this on some level. Or just maybe that, you know, it could even be where it was consensual, but you afterwards know that that wasn't somebody you wanted to stay with or, and you know, we can pretend as women that, you know, it's all, we are in control and it's consensual and we'll have as many partners as we want. But the, the truth is you then leave that and feel guilt and shame because that's not how God designed you to be. That, that's not really what you want as women. We really just want to be loved and protected and in that. And to love and to protect. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, sometimes you're going to forgive yourself without reconciling, with that person. 
A or, lot of times. Yeah. And that's okay. Thousand percent okay. But I feel like sometimes we think, oh, if we forgive them, that that means it's okay. Like you have no obligation to go back to that. Like none. None. Forgiveness is between you and God. It has nothing to do with that person, and I can vouch personally. Otherwise, I probably couldn't forgive some things that have happened in my life. But it has nothing to do with them. It's just me and God. Then I can move forward. There's no obligation for me to go backwards. But that's easier said than done, very, right? Very. So we've all known that. But but how? Do, what's the first step in doing that? For <laughs> you always make me go first. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean. For me, I just feel like um, habits. Oh, I'm sure. You Your brain, things. you know, it's easy to go, okay, I forgive myself. But the truth is, did you? Do you feel it in your gut? Probably not. It's reminding yourself every day. It's the choice. This does not define me. Mm-hmm. I have forgiven myself. God, free me. So many times I have literally in my own house, sometimes in screaming, crying fits at the top of my lungs, have gone to God and said, remove this feeling from me. Mm -hmm. I'm begging you. And if you've never done that, you need to do that. Get in your closet today and scream out whatever it is that is holding you back and watch the weight just, and you, you know, even though the weight lifts a little bit, maybe you got five pounds off of a 75 pound guilt. Okay, do it again. Mm-hmm. Then you got another five pounds off and now you're down to 60 pounds. Do it again. Do it again and do it again and do it again until you have no pounds left. There's so your shoulder. About, yeah. Mm-hmm. Saying it. There's something about saying it. Well, and you know, it's funny because we were talking about that this week, um, saying it. Some people say don't speak truth into things. And I do agree with that. But I think knowing what to speak truth in, right. the positive things, speaking, you know, self-love and looking at yourself in the mirror, because it's equally as much as you're going to get in your closet and scream to God and give it all that to him. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. I forgive you. You're a good person. That's because I just what I said out there. You are what you say. Despite, I mean, you you just are. I'm just all talk. I'm not follow through. I don't have this. I don't have it. You're right. You're right. Mm hmm. And even if you don't believe it, there's a lot of things that I say that I don't believe. Hey, you know what? I think we could start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yet here we are. Yet here you are because you make the decision first. You make the choice first. Feelings come later. So I think it's important that you, to kind of recap where we are right now, I think it's important to recognize what took place in your life that changed your self-love. At what point in your life did you start to feel bad about yourself? Was it in middle school? Was it in high school? Did some mean girl tell you? Where is she? That mean girl's not thinking about you. No. She's not. Let it go. Forgive yourself. So then, if you made even more poor choices, like what I did and you did, and, you know, those compound, Mm. and I think it's important to get in your closet, get in your safe space, and start releasing Start saying out loud, I forgive myself. And if there's somebody that you have sinned against that's really bothering you and you need to pick up the phone and say, look, I messed up. And, you know, it's not your it's not for you to decide how they receive that. If they go, screw you, I don't care about your apology. Okay, 
I just wanted you to know that I'm sorry. And even if you need to like write a letter to somebody who's not here anymore, because you know, you got, I had a bad relationship with my mom. She dies five years ago, you know, write a letter to write, just write it, get it out. Oh, I love that because I talk a lot about my shoe boxes. mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to put your issues and sometimes you got to put them on a shelf in a shoe box and sometimes you got to burn them, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're ready to let go. But it, it's absolutely true. Maybe you write that letter and put it in a shoebox. Or light And it this up. can be figured, figuratively, or it can be... Yeah, get out a piece of paper and write it. Yes. And what, you know, because different people cope differently. And I think that's another important thing is to recognize that stop comparing your journey to somebody else and how they release their um, issues or what they would do in this situation and quit asking everybody else. Right. Wish them well and worry about you. Pause, pray about it. God, what's going to make me feel better? You know what's going to make you feel better. And when so-and-so says, well, I, you know, I wanted to write a letter and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. But mm-hmm. then you write a letter and then you're still not happy. You've got to get. Try something else. Honest with yourself. Working. So you're going to identify, you're going to work on releasing, forgiving, and then you're going to work on looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself, and again, this goes back to post-it notes, writing it down, writing it on your mirror, whatever, and saying, these are the things. And if you can't do that alone, call someone. Reach out to us if you need a um, a resource. You know, Tanner and I are not, even though I'm working on my biblical certification, she's got her life coaching certification. So if that's your journey, but we are not, you know, booking session, whatever, Totally great. But just remember that there's resources that you're going to have to do and you're going to have to take those steps. And we've done them. Like we've been there firsthand. We're still there. So all the time. I'm not afraid to go back to my counselor and say, and I do that from time to time, even when I'm feeling healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, just a recap, you know, of where have I been? How far have I've come? You know, but but learning that self-love is a constant daily battle of getting rid of the negative and adding the positive. Like, that's what it is. That's what we're working on probably, what, this week. Mm-hmm. But I think at the root of all of it is knowing who you are through Christ. And if I'm not, this is not a Ravenous plug, but if you um, go to Ravenous, past couple of weeks we talked about who God says we are, like in the Bible, what he says we are and who he says we are. So if you well, I think it should list, absolutely be a plug because that's the thing is we've done a lot of the hard work even over this last year trying to help. That's why we're here, right? So because we saw that need through Ravenous. We saw that need of how many people were tuning in and the lives that you've changed, the lives that we've changed, the lives that she's changed right. and said, we can do better. We can do more. And it, and it seems crazy because um, we have this 40 to 50 minute podcast and we could talk about this for and we, you know, hours to come. So what, what, how are we looking on time? Five. So really quick, um, I wanted to kind of go through here and see if there was anything that, um, I love what Lisa Landry said. We have to stimulate our own relationship because, yes, it starts with you. You know, you're in charge of your happiness and you've got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure out what that's going to take today. And, you know, over the next, even though each month we will kind of have a topic and we will have four weeks to discuss. So we're playing catch up right now. Right. Right. We were trying to kind of get the boundaries and the priorities from January and self-love from February moving into March, which is our lucky versus blessed 
uh, series. So each week we will have more like four weeks to talk about each topic. So each week what we don't get to dive into in that 40 to 50 minutes, we will do again. But we recognize that, you know, your time is important and we appreciate that you spend it with us um, so that we hope that you can take away one to two nuggets, 10 nuggets out of our podcast a week. Um, but just know that we're we're not ever going to stop. We're just going to keep uh, moving along and meshing it together and what you don't learn this week we hope that you learn next week and again appreciate your time go back and listen to the first two if you haven't um watched them yet and we'll see you next week tear down your walls build your dreams